0: welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with alua arthur all right let's talk about social media um so all right so Obviously, you're on social media, which everyone should follow you because you post amazing videos about death. You post about things to think about, and they're inspiring and super important. Mm. So I will link to your to your website and your social media in the notes. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but I also just want to hear about you know your thoughts on social media. You're you're around people who are dying. Like, do they also get on social media while they're dying sometimes? Sometimes.
1: And it can be really powerful. I've always said that if I don't get to see out, like if I don't live a very long life where I'm like, yes, not everybody's thinking and talking about death, you better believe that my death is going to be a feast on social media. I want as many eyes as possible to see it because <laughs> I'm going to get to live my vision through the way that I die. You know what I mean? Like, man, dang, you're going to hear it all. All the nasty, the dirty, the real, you're going to hear it. And it's going to make me so happy to be able to do so. Yeah. It's going to be great.
0: For real? <laughs> like, like, in, in, are you talking about, like, if, let's say, you had a slow, a slower process of doing, yes. like, of an illness or something, you would just, like, share every last bit? I would. Yeah.
1: I would share, I would share and share and share and share and share. Because I think that it demystifies it. Um, I think that people need to know that their experience is not solitary. And I think they need to see the reality of dying because we really don't. We don't really don't.
0: Have you seen anyone do that on social media? Have you seen have you seen anyone use social media to really like let people into their death process?
1: There was one woman named Claire something. I cannot, another Claire, interestingly enough. Wow. Um, Yeah, I know. I don't remember her name, but I can find it for you. Okay. And then um, there was a woman that followed me on social media. Her name was Rivka. Okay. And she had a disease that I cannot pronounce that was in her uh, gastrointestinal disease, where essentially she starved to death. And she was a sick um, for long before I knew her, but our social media interaction acquaintance was probably about nine months or so, and she shared a lot about her process and her journey, and then she stopped posting, and then one day I saw that she was dead, and I was like, oh, my beloved. sweet wow. She was probably like 24.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. 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 But like shaving her head and medical marijuana and the struggles to eat and her teeth falling out and, you know, bile, t- getting all, getting rid of all the enamel because of all the vomit and bloated stomachs. And she was and like she shared us, all
0: of this on social media. She shared a lot of wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was actually a question that I didn't ask you in, in part one, um, with just talking about, you know, death and stuff, but do you find, um, have you, have you either had a client or have you heard or read any research about people using, um, either medical marijuana or like psychedelics in their end of life? <laughs> I love your face. <laughs> I want to hear everything. I want to hear everything. Have you, have you heard about any of this?
1: Yeah. Marijuana is not so like interesting anymore because we it's all, legal. I mean, Boring. Yeah, and also, if we were admitting to ourselves a long time ago, we'd just be like, yo, get over it. Like, it helps. It's great. Get over it. I feel the same way about psychedelics. It can help. Get over it. Um, I'm actually giving a talk on psychedelics and death at the Death Salon. It's a death positive conference that's happening in Boston at the end of September. So I'm going to dive all the way in. Queen! Yes. Oh. I'm talking about psychedelics and death. (gasps) I'm so excited because here's the deal. My, In my humble opinion, is that we have a powerful, we have powerful tools out there that support healthy people in confronting death, ego death, looking at the process of their own dying, people that smoking DMT talking about knowing for sure that this is what death feels like, while also understanding that when we die, we release all the DMT anyway. There's something there. And there's no reason why we're not studying it, why we're not using it, using it to release anxiety and fear and pain and having people connect with their bodies and with their senses and with each other. Come on. Like it's it's available. Let's just study it. Let's just start using it. We cannot lose. Literally. They're dying anyway.
0: I know. I know. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. So are, is, is your, is your talk going to be something that's like only special for people who are at the death salon and like no one can ever access your research or will it slowly trickle into your social media page?
1: It's probably going to trickle because it's like, it's such a thing. And I am really talking about the research other people have done and putting it all together and talking about what they've learned and how we can use it for death in particular. And I'm going to keep talking about it. I'll probably do a talk in L.A. on it because so many people are interested and curious and, I mean, psychedelics.
0: Uh, Duh. (laughs) Um, I'm here for it. I think it's fascinating. And I've, I've been seeing so much research pop up and so much. I've read books like how to change your mind um, that are just all about how they impact us. And to me, it's fascinating that we're just like, no, 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 no. I'm like, hang on. Do you know how many uh, medications people are taking? Like every single day that are like pharmaceutical, like, hang on a second. I mean, for real,
1: for real, for real. When we have, San Pedro and mushrooms and cacti like we have things in the natural world LSD is a different thing but we have things that already exist in the natural world that can support let's do it
0: yes. yeah Yes. yeah well I I can't wait to hear more about that and your talk and I want to hear it and when you come back for part two you can just have an episode only about death and psychedelics yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so okay, so go. Let's go back to social media because I got excited and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot psychedelics. Um, so what about what about what about social media and like you said also before in part one, you mentioned that now there's this whole like AI thing, this option to like keep your existence going. Have you seen that play out at all? Have you seen Anyone use that yet? What are your thoughts?
1: I haven't seen anybody use it yet. I, I've seen some articles. I've read things, certainly. Cryogenics is a thing that's happening, you know, about cryogenics, where they freeze the brain in hopes that they can bring them back later on. Um, I certainly, I've seen Black Mirror. huh. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that is only an episode because it's happening somewhere. And I don't think it's too far off. I did learn of an email program where you can actually start to email your dead relatives if they had a solid email presence. Yeah. It's, it's here, yo. It's here. It's here. It's just far away from us for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, Tupac, that's (laughs) the weird trade, right? But you know, he was at Coachella, not him, but the,
0: the, um, hologram. Yeah. 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 So So if they can do that, it's it's only the beginning. So would you want to come back? Would you want any part of yourself to be preserved if you weren't here? Me? Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I want to do it the old fashioned way.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. My my husband, Jaden, and I were talking about this because he was talking about how, you know, there will there might be ways to keep our consciousness on earth if, if our bodies die. And would you want that? And I'm like, nope. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. What does he think? I think he's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty old solely. We're pretty like, you know, all these kids, all these kids with their newfangled gadgets.
1: (laughs) And their existing everlasting consciousness. No, I'm down for that. It's just it's set up this way and it's been this way. And it's happened this way since forever. And everybody that we know has gone through this, even our greatest teachers and our prophets, everybody has died. Everybody mm. has died.
0: Yeah. So just I'm uh, down. let them, let them go. Yeah. Some, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Again, again, I almost feel like that is something that's more about the people who are staying around like not having to grieve them and and maybe some people are like oh I want to be here forever um but yeah I mean like you said if we were meant to be around forever life would be less special like there would be less meaning and urgency of like get it done now because you would just be like nah I'll just transfer my consciousness to that body over there
1: right I'll do it in a thousand years yeah boring like yeah it's so boring I mean I always think what People that like, just say they want to live forever. I want to live to be like 300. What would you do? First of all, can you imagine a 300th birthday?
0: You'd be like, over it, next. <laughs> no, do not sing really? that fucking song to me, yeah. or I will so punch tired of that
1: <laughs> song. You try to burn this whole house that was 300 candles on this cake. Have you lost your mind? You know, first of all. But next, what would you accomplish in 300 years that you cannot accomplish with the limited time you have on earth? What? What and in order to do something like that, we also have to slow down aging because, and like dec- de- decay and deterioration of the body. Cause people are most definitely not trying to live to 300. They'd be incontinent. Knees wouldn't work. Eyes wouldn't work. Hands wouldn't work. Like what would be the point? Yeah. You'd be begging for death, begging to be set free. Yep. Fruit.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And I think that that's why I love the name of your, your business. Like going with grace is all about like doing it gracefully, like aging gracefully Um, you know, like accepting this part of our existence and, and not just kind of resenting it or pushing it away. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. I think that grace is a huge, a huge, important, beautiful word in this process.
1: thank you, darling.
0: I wish I could take
1: credit for it. Oh, really? Who, who gets, well, I mean, I no nobody, no, I guess me, but not really. I was in a Vipassana meditation on like day three and I was like, oh my God, but it wasn't, I don't, I mean, it wasn't mine, but it, it was mine, but
0: it's not mine. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. very okay. sweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, so what about you? What's your take on social media with your own life? Um, you know, you're, you are around death all the time and you are choosing to live, your best life and be fully present in it. So, what are your what are your boundaries with social media? How do you practice using it in your own life in a healthy way?
1: I struggle. I didn't any social media until like a friend of mine made an Instagram account for me a very long time ago and I did nothing with it for a long time. I only got on Facebook once I started going with Grace because I knew I had to connect with people somehow, otherwise they would not learn what I was doing unless it was out there. And uh, I use it very intentionally, like I use it for that purpose. I have gotten a lot of encouragement, I would call it, to use my personal account a lot more and to post things more often because they're like... Somebody said, people want to know that you care about more than death. And I was like, but I don't, except for sex. And I'm not trying to do that on social media and food. Like nobody wants to eat all day. So what am I supposed to do? Oh, my gosh. I love you yeah so it's been it's been an interesting dance like as far as going with grace social media goes I love what happens there I love that people are engaging and sometimes sharing these like really profound things um I love that they're connecting with each other and answering each other's questions I love that I can drop off something that just popped in my mind about death and it impacts people and people are able to use it in some way I saw a friend of mine last night who has twin girls I've known him for a while so he didn't know what I was doing recently his daughters are 19 he last night said oh my god I watch your videos and I follow you on social media I said you do and he said yes I went through about nine of them and wrote down the important questions and answered them for my daughters I thought holy everything this is everything because it's working I think it's actually working and I swear I've always believed this. If this makes a difference for one person, if somebody out there lives in a closer relationship, so the fact that one day they're going to die and start doing something about it, I'm doing my job just fine. I'm
0: doing my job, like I can die happy. Ah, uh, you will anyway yeah. because you've already, yeah. you already clearly you've already ha- impacted so many more than one one person. But that's amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. What do you think people should do with someone's social media accounts? Uh, after they pass away, if they didn't leave, you know, wishes? That's
1: a tough one. That's a tough one because I know I wouldn't want my stuff staying up in perpetuity. Maybe they're going with grave stuff, but not really. Yeah. And certainly not my personal thing. I don't want that staying there for forever. Facebook is already becoming a digital graveyard. There's so many dead users on there. Yeah. And only some of them have turned into in- memory pages. But then there are things like photographs. That people still want to be able to visit and look at. Um, I want my Facebook page deleted after about two years. Okay. It's written in my directive. Um, I want it to turn it to memor- an in memoriam page first and then delete it after a few years. Um, my personal Instagram the same, but my going with grace, I want to stay up because I think that going with grace is going to continue after my death anyway. So I'd love it if whoever was next would just keep the party going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really big one. Um, my, I have a, I have a friend who passed away and, um, one of, for like one of her, you know, accounts is just sitting there and there, there's been like some discussion about it. Like, what do, you know, like, what do you, what do we do? Like, do we, you know, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. Um, and I interviewed Jaden, uh, he was a guest on my podcast, and I just sprang the question at him. I was like, "So what would you do with my social media accounts if I died?" And it was like it was really it was really funny to like watch his face and just be, have him be like, "Whoa, um it's it's definitely one of those realities that is important, but yeah, it's such a new thing, you know." Um, It is such a new thing. So, um, okay. So I have a podcast partner this year for my first year um, and it's cat footwear and I love my shoes and I also love them because they are all about risk-taking and I want to hear about one risk that you either do in your life or have in your life, maybe just something not to do with death. Anything like a risk that you do, like something that you do in your life that's like, this is me. I'm living my best life. Because I mean, obviously, everything you're doing is because you believe that you're you're living out your life about dying. But something that is just like you karaoke once a month, or you like something like I am just like taking risks, getting out there, being bold. Anything.
1: Ooh, I think it probably has something to do with my appearance. But the thing is, it doesn't feel very bold. It feels like there's no way not to.
0: Well, it no, looks bold it, to me.
1: Okay, but it just, for me, it's just an imperative. Uh, there, I, I don't shave my armpits. Get it? Yeah, I don't shave my armpits. I just can't be bothered. But that also doesn't even feel risky. It's just I can't be bothered. But when I see the reactions of some people, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm doing a thing that is not a thing that other people do. But so what? Risky. I love it.
0: So you, so That's- you like express yourself in in how you yeah. how you are. That's awesome. I-
1: I mean, I'm wearing like 14 rings and my nails have eight colors on them and I wear, like I sleep in these jewelry pieces. I was going to ask I, you that. Yeah. I constantly have on no less than 44 pieces. I checked. I counted. I have four strands of beads around my waist at all times. I got two uh, toe rings, two anklets, like I'm just covered in jewelry constantly. And then there's this, this unicorn tail that's attached to my hair that has all the beads and jewels on it. It's just, just That is tripping.
0: incredible. And is that something that has meaning to you or is that just you being bold and just like being, you know, in your, in your presentation of, of your body? It's pretty. It is pretty. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're gorgeous. I, like, I think, oh, thank you. But I like how it looks. Like, I think it looks pretty and that's why i wear it all the time i'm so i like to look at it uh, i love copper on my skin
0: yeah it's yeah. divine it's stunning good job Thank you. good job um what about you self care something you do for yourself self care go
1: i meditate and i exercise without those two things i am not very useful to anybody how often daily well meditate daily for the past 12 years exercise probably at least three, most of the time, five times a week. Yes. Yeah, And nothing major, just, well, sometimes I'll run five miles, but probably like once a week I'll run five miles. I jump rope, I like to sweat, Um, yeah. Amazing. I don't yoga. It's wonderful for other people. It's just not my channel. I don't yoga. I don't yoga.
0: Um, Okay, now last question, and I ask this of everyone, but I I feel like I already know what your answer might be, and and that is, what is one thing that you have in common with all humans?
1: (laughs) The only thing that we all have in common, I actually think, I can't think of anything else that we all do. Not everybody sees, not everybody's heart beats. Some people have like an external thing to make it beat. Not everybody poops. Really? Uh, Yeah. No, no. They do it a bunch of different ways. Like some of them have ostomy bags that goes directly from the intestine into the thing. Is that quite poop? My understanding is that poop has to travel through the rectum, through the anus. (laughs) I thought a lot about this, clearly. I love you. (laughs) Oh, belly buttons. Belly buttons are something that we all have. Yes. But other than
0: that, we all gonna die. So it's juicy. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You are amazing. Thank you so much for all that you've shared. I've loved this conversation and it's been an honor.
1: Me too. You're such a delicious
0: human. (laughs) Let's
1: do it again. Okay. Okay. Let's do it again. All right.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you, my love. Bye. 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 You've been listening to out of line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using out of line podcast, And let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season.